0: Welcome to Yarns at Yin Hu, a podcast about the fiber arts and other post-apocalyptic skills. Episode 293, 100-Day Dress Challenge in Review, Sunday, March 27th, 2022. I'm your host, Sarah. You can find me on social media as Sarah Pomegranate, and each time I record an episode, you can find show notes, photographs, and links to things I talk about. On my website, yarnsatyanhu.com. This episode features just a quick catch up on what I've been doing and working on. Then I'm going to get on a Zoom call with Mary Beth, and we're going to talk about participating in the Wool and 100 Day Dress Challenge wearing dresses made of merino wool. It's been a little while since we concluded the challenge, so we've had a lot of time to think and reflect, and I really hope you enjoy our conversation. In the meantime, I've been working steadily away on a pair of socks knit with Knit Spin Farm self-striping yarn. I chose this time the Hey Girl by Spot the Sheep colorway, It's a gorgeous combination of greens and purples, extremely springtime. These will be for one of my sisters. I'm down to the toe of one and still working on the cuff of another and haven't decided exactly how long I will make these. So depending on how much knitting I feel like doing, uh, they'll be for one sister or the other. And then I will send that remaining yarn to Emily of the Fibertown Podcast as we have been buying skeins and sharing yarn for, I think, more than a year now. We've been working on this, uh, just sort of getting a wider array of color selection by sharing the yarn that we purchased from Joanna. I had begun a Bryce cardigan in sock yarn I purchased from Spencer Hill. It's fabulous yarn. I love the color, which is kind of a muted gray and brown. It's perfect for a go-with-everything cardigan, and I love the pattern. However, Spencer Hill's Harriet is really a hard-twist sock yarn, and I began to think that... It would be better suited to socks or something that I wanted to be a little harder wearing. And I wanted something a little more soft and drapey for a cardigan. So I have ripped that out even though I separated for the sleeves and started knitting the body. And there's a lot of back and forth knitting on this cardigan. But I just felt like it wasn't quite right. The, the version that I had made before was knit with a very soft yarn with no nylon content and I really like the way that fits and feels and I'd like to do something similar with my next version but just a very different color. Something perhaps much more neutral. So I'm considering yarns and I'm also considering purchasing something from someone else's stash instead of purchasing new. And restarting this cardigan over the next few weeks. On March 17th, I attended very briefly because I was on a school field trip during that time. I attended a fundraiser hosted by Tatter and learned a bit about stitching a Ukrainian star pattern. I mostly watched when I was online and then was very pleased that I was sent a video of the entire tutorial after the conclusion of the event. And last weekend I spent quite a bit of time working on learning the stitch pattern and stitching a Ukrainian star. The most gratifying thing is that Collectively, nearly 400 attendees raised over $16,000 for two um, charities that will benefit Ukrainian people. And just to think that, you know, stitchers everywhere were working on these stars and learning these techniques is really beautiful. And I honor Tatter and The teachers and translators who worked very hard on that event. I put a pretty complete post about the star and you can see a photo of my stitching on Instagram. I had just kind of picked up what was around my home and ended up with cloth that had quite a fine weave. So I really needed to set myself up with my ot light and magnifier in order to be able to see well enough to stitch that first star. And finally, on the sewing front, except for a bit of mending, I haven't done a great deal of sewing. My office space has been occupied with a lot of files and... uh, paperwork and I haven't really made the mental space or the physical space to get into any sewing projects recently. But I do have one on the horizon and it is the saltwater slip dress from Friday Pattern Company. I really admire Chelsea's designs and especially the way she does her tutorials in such a straightforward down-to-earth way. One of my most cherished makes is her Cambria duster and I just learned so much working on it and following her tutorials. I wear it all the time. It's a great three-season garment and I really enjoy it. This saltwater slip dress has a very simple silhouette It's something that is similar to things I've purchased, and I would really love to make my own. I think it's the kind of pattern that you could make over and over in different fabrics and have a lot of options. And she already has uh, at least one video with a pattern hack that changes the shape of the garment a little bit. The saltwater slip dress has spaghetti straps with um, adjustable length, which I'm very excited about doing. You actually use uh, lingerie uh, strap notions to create adjustability. I've never done that before. It has some bust darts and then just a very long flowing Simple shape. There are two lengths. One ends above the knee and the other extends quite long with side slits. There are no closures, zips, buttons, or anything like that. Um, I'm interested in making the longer version. I like long lengths for spring and summer and shorter lengths for fall and winter because I wear tights or leggings with those garments. And she even demonstrates wearing it, you know, on its own or over a t-shirt. So lots of versatility there. I have the pattern and my next step will be getting some paper to trace it out and then looking through my fabric stash for some fabric with good coverage and quite a bit of drape. The dress is unlined and I'm thinking about techniques I could use for lining just the top front of the dress so that I can wear it without worrying about a bra and bra straps. Once again, the items that I mentioned are yarn from Joanna of Knitspin Farm, the Bryce cardigan designed by Hannah Fettig, and the Saltwater Slip Dress from Friday Pattern Company. Just before I share my conversation with Mary Beth, I'll provide a brief overview of the topic of our conversation. We're talking about our experience participating in the wool and 100-day dress dress. Challenge. The company Wool and offers their customers the challenge of wearing one of their dresses for 100 days in a row, documenting that challenge, and after doing that, the customer would receive a $100 credit toward a future purchase. Mary Beth and I collaborated on this challenge, so we did our 100 days concurrently. We started on November 26th, which was Black Friday, and we concluded on March 5th. And we both documented our experience on Instagram. So if you're interested in following us, you can certainly see all of our photos there. Good morning, Mary Beth. Good morning, Sarah. I should tell our listeners you can find Mary Beth as Out of This World on Ravelry and Out of This World 808 on Instagram.
1: That's correct. And just a bit of a backstory, I used to live in Mars, Pennsylvania when I was new to Ravelry.
0: We each wore the wool and a a different wool and dress for 100 days and concluded on March 5th. And today is the day we're going to talk about it a little bit. Uh, First, though, what's on your needles?
1: Oh, well, I'm re knitting a sweater. Um, I knit the whole yoke of the rose hip sweater by Anna Johanna. And it's from the strands of joy book. I didn't like the way the yoke came out the first time I loved it, but it wasn't what I wanted. I've been desperately wanting to knit a color change yoke sweater. And the first one did not satisfy that itch. So I cast it on again. And this time I'm using Concordia yarn Mm -hmm. from Carol Foster. Which I love. I purchased this yarn at Rhinebeck last fall, and for my color change, I'm using Cedar Brook Farm. Um, while I love the yarn, sadly, um, <laughs> it's still not what I want. So I'm still on a I'm still on a mission to find the perfect yarn. But this one I'm going to finish and wear because I do love this pattern. How about you, Sarah?
0: I've done more ripping out than knitting recently, but I will show you (gasps) this sock and self-striping yarn from Knitspin Farm. I just love these colors.
1: Beautiful.
0: Purples and greens. Hey, girl. (laughs) H-A-Y by Spot the Sheep. (laughs) Clever. (laughs) So that's keeping me busy and um looking at act 2 for my second Bryce cardigan. Mhm. Yeah. We hatched up this plan to wear a dress for 100 days in a row while we were at Rhinebeck.
1: We did. And you a-
0: had been thinking about it, right? I didn't know.
1: Yeah, I ha- I had seen it and it certainly caught my eye because I can I knew I could do it. I was pretty sure I could do it, but buddying up really
0: solidified the plan. I think that just helped me commit. I had first learned of it when Beverly Army was doing it and I followed her whole thing on Instagram and that was several years ago, but I just kept thinking about it and I kept thinking of when I would do it. And for me, it was really important to do it during the cold months.
1: hmm Definitely.
0: What dress did you choose for the challenge?
1: I chose a black Rowena swing dress and I purchased it in a size medium, but if I had to do it again, I would get the small. Um, it was a bit roomy. And during the pandemic, I made sure that I walk, got out and walked every day. So I walked, did my five miles every day which as a result, things sort of slimmed down. Um, and I the dress just seemed to have got bigger and bigger as the 100 days progressed. I love the dress though. Which one did you wear?
0: I wore the Camilla tank dress long. I have a Rowena swing dress, black in medium. <laughs> and actually, if any listener is interested in it, I'll give that one away. For me, it's a little short and, um, it's a little too flared. I like the way the camellia tank dress ha- has an A-line shape, but it's not too flared. And I mm-hmm. definitely needed the extra length with my height Yeah, in black. And for me, it was essential not to have sleeves.
1: Okay, and and for all those reasons, it was essential that I had sleeves because <laughs> <laughs> I I layered mine almost every day, and I just like the two layers of wool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I love my dress. I have it on today.
0: I know. I'm so happy you're wearing it. <laughs> I haven't worn mine since the challenge. <laughs> this is the first time I have. <laughs> But we're going to have some very cold weather here. So maybe some wool will be in order this week.
1: Yeah. For a day or two anyway.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We plan to ask one another some questions, questions that we don't know what they are right now. It's a Surprise. And just mm-hmm. kind of go back and forth with some questions. So do you want to ask the first one or do you want me to ask you?
1: No, I'll go first because maybe okay. I that I will avoid a repeat. Because I only have two questions prepared. Okay. Um, so, who was your biggest supporter, Sarah?
0: Oh, that is so nice. Um, well, I think my biggest supporter was my photographer, Marlene, because she really had intimate knowledge of pretty much everything I did and we spent a lot of time talking about the challenge and what I was wearing. And she has an art and photography background and she is very interested in fashion design. Uh So she asked good questions and she was very enthusiastic throughout.
1: Oh, that's so good. I so envied your photographer. (laughs) I did.
0: Well, I found out when um, I emailed her husband. So she and her husband are both educators in our district. He works at the other school. She has a classroom right next door to my office. And so I emailed her husband about her shoe size because I was knitting socks for her. And Uh, he emailed me back and in his email had like details of things that she had said at home about the challenge. Like he knew about, he knew all about it. It It's really, really nice. I want to know what were your greatest hits in terms of what you paired with the dress? Well,
1: I have to say it's the sweater I have on, um, this is a sweater that I knit using the, I always put a sweater over it almost every day because we keep our house cool. And for walking, I like to have those two layers of wool. So I, I almost always wore a sweater over it. And the one I picked up time and again is a Mizerina from um, Caitlin Hunter that I knit, but I omitted the color work. So it's just a cabled lace um, pullover that I knit from batten kill fiber yarn. You might have to help me. It was the wool linen blend. I yeah. forget what it's really mm-hmm. called. It, it was like a one-time run that MJ Packer did at the mill. Um, so I reached for this time and again. And I do have to confess that sometimes after I styled my dress and my husband Tony took the picture, I would just switch into this. You know, I would put, take off what I had styled myself in and just threw this on. And again, I reached for it today. So this was my favorite sweater.
0: It's such a good sweater. It looks so good on you. And I, you know, I took pictures of you wearing it at Rhinebeck.
1: Yes. It's
0: just such a good sweater. It
1: is, I just re-knit my third one of this style because it's just so versatile and I love it so much.
0: And you always omit the color work? No, once I did do the color work. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a difficult thing for people to uh, envision sometimes when you see a pattern that has color work to think about not having it.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. I did wear this to Rhinebeck one day and I did surprise a lot of people because I got a lot of comments on the sweater. And of course, knitters want to know. So um, when I told them they were they would just look thoughtful for a minute and say, "Hmm, I never thought of that. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it's a good it's a good sweater. And so how many
0: times did you wash your dress? I washed my dress, I think six times. Mm -hmm. I wore it to do some pretty dirty things. Like I stacked wood in it. I um, did yard work in it, um, did some deep cleaning in it. And, you know, I think after that it did need a wash, but I mean, for a hundred days, That's pretty interesting. And I just hung it a lot. I hung it outside. I hung it Mm -hmm. near our heat vent just so that it would dry completely. I kept smelling it, smelling it, smelling it. And it really held up. And I think less washing means less wear certainly on the dress. Mm -hmm. And I try to keep that principle in mind with my clothing in general, because we don't have a dryer. And we have a very small capacity washing machine. Uh I don't wash my clothes every time I wear them.
1: Yeah, me either. I'll just throw in my stat just to impress the audience. Mm -hmm. I only washed mine three times. um, And once because my granddaughter threw up on it. Uh, It really wasn't 30 other than that. Um, I just... I just really love the wearability of it. And it didn't smell. I will say I switched deodorants early on in the challenge because I noticed that the natural deodorant I I had been using for a long time was leaving like, um, like a stiffness under my arm because the deodorant was collecting there. So I switched to a deodorant called own own which is also a natural deodorant but it's clear so um i and that worked just beautifully for the rest of the challenge
0: and it was just you had like a buildup but it wasn't discoloring the fabric at all
1: no but okay. I felt that it would if i continued mm. along that path because it was really collecting.
0: One of the things I liked about wearing the dress so frequently without washing it is that I would spray my perfume on the wool instead of my body. And over time, you know, it just kind of collected on the dress and, you know, released and had a really, I guess, a depth of fragrance that you don't have when you just spray it on your body and then it just kind of dissipates.
1: Right. Right, right. And one other tip I'll have, um, I have a flannel sort of jumper thing that I wear in the winter with a sweater under it, but I would toss that on over my dress when I prepare dinner. So it acted as an apron, like a full body apron. So that really preserved and kept, you know, kept it alive for longer.
0: Great tips. Yeah. Hopefully people there are some folks who have been on the fence about this challenge who might consider it. Yeah, yeah let's talk do, about it. Yeah, do you think you've influenced anyone? Quite a few folks said that they were considering it or they mm-hmm. had always thought about it. Um and now there's a 30-day challenge as well. I think that came out the weekend we finished.
1: Yes. <laughs> yeah. I'm not considering it, are you?
0: No, no, no. I think I'm a one and done kind of gal. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) However, the dress, uh, should we talk now
1: about what we picked for our reward or do you have some more questions?
0: Um, I have one more question for you. Okay. How do you think the experience of this challenge or do you think the experience of this challenge will impact your making? I have an almost
1: completely hand-sewn wardrobe and with all the sweaters that I've knit, I I haven't bought a sweater, I don't even remember, t- 20 years ago. Um, I don't think it changed it because I think I was already there. I, it Based on a lot of influence from you, Sarah, I decided about seven years ago to switch to a completely handmade wardrobe. And I, I feel uh, I went on a recent vacation and I noticed that there wasn't one thing in my wardrobe that I packed that was purchased and I didn't purchase, you know, my, uh, my daughter-in-law who traveled with us, her, her main thing was to buy some clothing to take home. And I felt I didn't even need to do that because I don't need anything. So I don't think it has changed.
0: It kind of solidified your feelings about making.
1: Yeah. Yeah. All in all, I love the challenge. Me too.
0: I like doing it with you. (laughs) Me too. It really kept me going. That's for sure. It really kept me going because, um, I was very close to just pitching it in, Yeah, you know, and, uh, you're yeah. like, no, no, you can go a couple days without posting. It's okay. They have, uh, yeah. you know, relaxed standards. And uh, I was, I guess we're turning now to um, how we'll use our credit, but I was very impressed with, um, I guess it was kind of the Sunday after we concluded. I, I wrote to the email address that they tell you to write when you finish your challenge. And I linked to my Instagram account. And within 30 minutes, I got a personalized reply from someone who had very clearly looked through my account and was familiar with my challenge. It felt really nice. Yes,
1: I had the exact same experience I thought, oh, well, I was going on vacation. And I thought, well, maybe when I get home, um, I'll have this set up and I can go uh, within minutes. And it was a Sunday. Within a yeah. minute, the young lady, I assume a young lady, um, had responded with my code. Really and nice. And I'm happy to say the code works because I placed my order last night. Oh, <laughs> should I try and guess? uh I don't think you'll guess because I surprised myself really yeah what did you get re- well go you want to guess um you surprised yourself yes every time I looked I picked a different thing because I could not settle I love everything does it have stripes no but I, it almost did <laughs>
0: Did you pick the Cora shift dress? No. That would be my guess.
1: I picked the pants. The slim fit foundation of your wardrobe wool slacks. Wow. And it's their new um, sort of textured wool.
0: Oh, yeah. Ponte. Yeah.
1: Ponte. Yes. Mm -hmm. It's that fabric. has pockets. Um, I love those pants and I thought I need, because one thing I can't sew or don't sew for myself are trousers or pants. So I, that's a weak spot in my wardrobe. So I thought I'm going to do the pants, pulled the trigger on it. I'm so impressed. Yeah. That's exciting. Yeah. Now I struggled with the size because they had a little, um, note on the ordering page that said this production run of these pants came in a size smaller than what they had intended the sizing to be. So if you're between sizes to size up. Now, am I a small, medium or large? I have a sizable butt. So I always lean towards a large pant. And so I thought, just do the large. I was right at the medium and okay. I decided to go with the large because of the production run. So we'll
0: see. I can't wait but, to find out. I can't I'll wait to see a Tony's photograph of you with the yes. styled pants. <laughs> yes.
1: So what are you thinking?
0: Well, I'm between, I hadn't considered the pants. Uh, maybe I will consider pants. I'm not sure. The two I always have been thinking about are the Brooklyn wrap dress. Yes. I like that because it is reversible. You could wear with the deep V in front. And I think that would be a great way to showcase. What's that bralette you made for me?
1: The ripple ripple bralette. bralette. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So I thought that would be interesting. And then you can also throw the V to the back. Mm-hmm. And I like the, the sleeve that's not actually a sleeve, the elasticized waist.
1: Yes. I could I'm a see little worried
0: about the length because I'm tall and things end up sometimes shorter than I want. Yeah. Yeah. And then the other one is the Cora shift dress. I like the length. I like the belt. I like the styling at the top. It kind of reminds me of my staple dresses. Yes.
1: Would you get the striped one? No, black. No. I know the striped one. While I love it, you couldn't wear it every day. People would know.
0: Yeah. I just feel like it's a little too, I don't know. My, My mom had very, very distinct ideas about clothing. And I think she just really influenced my understanding of a horizontal stripe. She would oh. say some very harsh things about horizontal
1: stripes. God, I'm so glad I didn't wear the stripe dress.
0: And I think she really colored my understanding of that because it's very popular, you know, those Breton stripes and yeah. I have an aversion. <laughs> I almost ordered
1: that stripe. But then I thought, I think one of the things I liked about having the black dress is nobody knew I was wearing the same dress. It's so
0: versatile,
1: but that stripe, it's a, you could wear that once a week at the most.
0: You know, if you have a spring summer dress that you really love and you wear it once a week, I think that's really cool. Oh yeah. I like the black because it just kind of disappears and goes with so many things and if I didn't tell people, no one would know.
1: Right. Well, I vote for the wrap. You vote for the Brooklyn
0: wrap dress. Yes. I'm going to check out those pants too though. And then the other thing I've been looking at, it actually is very much like what I'm wearing right now. They have this, um, a cardigan that, uh, people are raving about.
1: Yes. Not to say we can't just order the wrap if we wanted it. That's we don't true. need to use a coupon code. It we doesn't
0: do. need to be the coupon, <laughs> but I am trying to limit my purchasing. Yeah. Yeah. And I have to say like the thinking about if I could wear anything I made a hundred days in a row, I think the performance aspect of a commercially made oh. Merino fabric makes a big difference.
1: Yes, indeed. I doubt I could wear any of my, I mean, I do wear the same clothes over and over again, but I couldn't wear any of my hand-sewn dresses a hundred days. It would probably fall apart or there'd yeah. be a lot of mending in the evening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like One I thing,
0: could easily get a hundred more wears out of my dress. How about you? Oh my gosh. A thousand more. Yeah.
1: A thousand more. You know, I'm just going to make one comment. There was a young lady I followed on Instagram who was also doing the 100-day challenge. And she embroidered an X along the hem of her dress. Every day she embroidered an X. And so at the end of the challenge, it went all the way around. And I thought that was a lovely idea. Oh. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's really cool. I saw a lot of cool stuff when I was watching the challenge. One was uh, a woman who is drawing herself every day, like a sketch instead of oh. a photo. They're so charming. Oh. And then I don't know if this woman is doing the 100 day challenge, but uh, someone bought a dress and then had it dyed.
1: Yes, I saw that too. Yes.
0: Yes. Very cool. Yes.
1: So many cool things about this.
0: Yeah. I think it's just cool in general thinking about when, when creative people approach something with limitations, what happens Mm -hmm. and how as an educator, I think that's an interesting route to explore with young people is um, they, they will always give you the impression that what they want is like wide open sky's the limit but actually they uh have better performance when there are structures and parameters put in place and they sort of like wiggle around within them
1: uh huh oh that's so
0: <sighs> <Awesome. laughs> it's just it's just whew. Yeah. I think, I think kids look to the adults in their lives to set those parameters. So, and then, you know, their job is to sort of figure out their place within them and how much they can push against it and where they find their happy place.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. I'm thinking about that as it applies to my four-year-old granddaughter right now, (laughs) because her limits are being tested. Mm. Yes, that is so. Ah, oh, it's. I love it. I love every conversation I have with you, Sarah. Same. Yes. It's been a
0: big part of my growth as a maker.
1: Yes, and and speaking of conversations, we'll be having many more at Rhinebeck this year. Yes. We've secured our housing, yes. and we're ready to go. I'm packed already. <laughs> My wish list is made. I'm going to find more color change yarn, like the skein of my dreams. I will find it, Rhinebeck.
0: You will find the skein of your dreams. Yes, yes, with your help.
1: Well, I think that about wraps it up. Yeah. Thanks for chatting with me. You're welcome. Have a great snowy Sunday.